You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Medallia Doro's most accomplished son in the world. Medallia Doro's only grade one winner on dirt and turf. Medallia Doro's fastest dirt miler, M. Shawish. M. Shawish, the winner of the Don Handicap. A five-time graded stakes winner with seven consecutive triple-digit buyers. Emshawish, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to a special edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Michelle, I can't believe I messed that up. Um, special <laughs> guest today, uh, not only do we have Michelle Yu, we also have Ray Pollock on the phone from the Pollock Report. Ray, thanks for joining us on such short notice. We really appreciate it. Sure, not a problem. Uh, obviously, uh, today is a – I don't even know how to put it. Is it a good Landmark? day? Is it is it a good day for horse racing or a bad day? I'll let Michelle – why don't you give a, a brief intro on everything that went down this morning, and then I really want to get Ray's opinion because he's close to this. He's written about this. He's studied this, and I thought he'd be a great guest for some of our people that have probably a lot of questions. So basically uh, early this morning around 5 a.m. East Coast time – Palmetto Training Center, Calder Race Course, I believe New York were raided by the FBI and they were serving um, papers or indictments. I'm not entirely sure the, the legal jargon of it, basically to 27 individuals that they believe to be in a racehorse doping ring. Included in those that were apprehended were trainers Jorge Navarro and Jason Service as well as the assistant to Jason Service. Yeah, and, and it goes on. I read the indictment. Uh, it's a 44-page indictment. 44-page document. I'm, yeah, I'm sure uh, Ray has read it as well. Ray, what was your initial reaction to the indictment? Um, this, uh, th there had been some people that had heard about this ongoing investigation, and I was one of them. Um, so I wasn't completely stunned. I didn't know who was being investigated, but I knew that there was an ongoing investigation. What's what's stunning about it, and, and really I shouldn't be that surprised because I've read other FBI indictments, the FBI doesn't fool around. No. When, when they come knocking or when they knock the door down, um, you know, they have, they have sealed and they have indictments that have been sealed. Uh, you know, it's, this has all been through the grand jury process they know what they're looking for they know who they're looking for there's really not any surprises um the you know the the, the big names here are obviously jason service and navarro but the way this investigation is going to unfold and i don't think they're done by any means is they have the the manufacturers and the distribution channels locked down and what they'll do as a result of that is they'll have they'll have access to computers to financial records they'll know who's been buying what and they will talk to people that are indicted and they'll get they'll try to get them to flip to turn in who else is doing this who else is involved so this is chapter 1 uh, i guess that's you know that's uh, my reaction 
my initial reaction was my head was spinning with all the details from this, these indictments. But the next, you know, the next reaction was, I wonder where this goes next. Obviously, obviously, horse racing has been under siege for the past year, ever since uh, everything with Santa Anita went on last year, Ray. We, we've been going through, uh, I'll call it tough times. Um, but it, it, a lot of people, I'm getting the sense that people are feeling two things. One, it's about time. And two, this is the start of, of horse racing as we will come to know it and that it's a good thing. Do you feel those two things? Well, I, yeah, a few people asked me this today already, and and if this doesn't destroy the game, it's going to help it in the long run. Um, the game is already on on very thin ice um, for multiple reasons. It all started off with with the uh, the spike in fatalities last year at Santa Anita, but it's it's continued on in other states and other racetracks. Uh, the racing is in a tough spot right now, and this is going to be a very severe blow in the short term. Long term, if there is a long term, uh, this will be good for the game. Michelle, I think Ray, you had a question. Are, yeah. Were you surprised reading the um, indictment that they are specifically pointing out in their horses and instances that they're um, focusing on? No, not really. As I said, the, you know, the FBI doesn't fool around. They, they, they win. I forgot what their. Oh, what it's their a, it was a big percentage. Yeah. When they indict, when they indict somebody, they usually get a conviction, and it's because of the detail that goes into these indictments. And mm-hmm. was I surprised? No, not really. Right. What is what does oh, that mean ahead. for the horses that ju- you know we're taking into consideration? Say, I know that one of the um, chapter, whatever it's called, chapters or um, you know po- points in the argument. Specifically, was maximum security being given a PED prior to running at Monmouth Park? Even though he came back from all his post-race testing clean, does that mean that there's a chance that they can retroactively take back, you know, I mean, a thousand races from each of these guys? Those those are regulatory issues. This is a criminal matter, and you know that's a that's a legal question. And I'm not a uh, you know I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to pretend to be but um, you don't want to play one on the radio <laughs> Did you, you didn't stay at a holiday Inn express last night no i didn't um, but i was on the road last night when there you i go. You know, woke up uh, very early this morning to uh my i kept thinking what's going on with my telephone it just keeps buzzing oh man um getting a lot of messages from trainers and, and veterinarians but um I, I don't know. It's it, <laughs> this is this is. Uh, I've been covering this game since the late '70s, and um, I, I just missed the Tony Chula race fixing stuff in New York. Um, but this is the biggest thing that I've seen in the, the years that I've been covering it in terms of the how widespread it is, and. Um, and just to be clear, this does cover New York, New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, Kentucky, and the UAE in the document. Yes, um, and and again, these are these are these are allegations. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But the FBI, you know, has a better strike rate than Jorge Navarro does. So, um, you know, the, the the it does not look good for any of those guys. 
right? How do we as an industry gain back the trust of, of betters, horse players, gamblers, and also, uh, I, I, I dare say our, our owners, um, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb. You know, I've read a lot of the stuff. We've had many of the owners who have horses with service and Navarro have been on our show before. And, I, you know, there are if you look, if you read Twitter, people are saying, oh, the owners had to know the owners had to know. I, I'm not so sure about that. But how, how do we gain back trust and, and move forward with our industry, especially with the people who I think are very, very important, obviously, the owners and the, and the players? Self-regulation is is how this industry has has uh, governed itself. Yeah, you can say that these are, you know, that government agencies regulate horse racing. But when when you look at the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission uh, and see how many horse owners are on there, or you look at the the, the California Horse Racing Board, that's starting to change right now. But when you see who has served on the California Horse Racing Board, owners and uh, people who participate in the game, it's not working. The only way you're going to get the trust back is to truly get independent oversight. It has to be national. You can't rely on state-by-state regulations. Um, th- that's step one is to, to, to appoint an independent agency to oversee this. And the, the idea that the defense of horse racing has been 99.99% of post-race drug tests come back positive, so therefore it's a clean game is just preposterous. Everybody that that follows the game closely knows it's preposterous, but you, you get these bloviating jerks who work for these alphabet group organizations like, you know, the RCI and every you know, the rest of them. And it's they need to go. Those are the people that need to be not let off in handcuffs, but they just need to be let off and say bye bye. We don't need you in this game anymore because you've been you've been part of the status quo. So we have to change. We just have to change everything as far as how the game is regulated. And it, and and I think goes along with improving the testing. I mean, that obviously has failed us in these instances, um, wouldn't you say? Testing, the, the, the labs do as good a job as they can. But if you read the indictment carefully, the, the you know, the, the manufacturers of these substances or the distributors are saying they don't have a test for it yet. Right. So, right. So they did, they can't get tests for for um, for substances until they know what they're testing for. And That's kind of what's always been the case, though, hasn't it been? I mean, as soon as there's a test for something, someone that wants to cheat comes up with something different, right? That's that's how track and field. Um, you know, that's that's how that's how that all got blown open when somebody turned in a syringe or found a syringe that had uh, one of the Balco laboratory substances in it and give it to the give it to the usada testing lab they came up with a test and um united states anti-doping agency they came up with a test for it and they were able to start nailing people so you know i don't like to blame the labs because they're they're trying as hard as they can some of them some of the labs are 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 deficient and shouldn't you know the bottom feeder labs that that um can't you know can't catch anything but um you know these are these are some sophisticated chemists, and testing is not—it's not—it's not that easy if you don't know what you're testing for. Right? How long do you think this whole thing has been under investigation? Um, I think several years that it's started. 
read an article today, Michelle and Ray. This is uh, Ray Pollock joining us on the Horse Ownership Experience. Michelle and Ray, I read an article today I, I, uh, that the Jockey Club started an investigation. In, yeah, four Are years they, ago in 2016. Is, is, Ray, have we heard anything that that was uh, the actual beginning of where this all started? I don't know if that's exactly where it started, but uh, you know there have been some some uh, criminal there's been some criminal activity with compound, compounding pharmacies. There was one in Weatherford, Texas that got busted, and and I, I think it it caught the interest of the the, the feds um, as far as you know how widespread the, the this might be. But the Jockey Club did in in uh, August of 2016, I think it is hire a very um, well-known in, you know, in, in security investigative circles group called Five Stones. And uh, this is a serious, this is not, you know, this is not uh, uh, the kind of security people you see in the backstretch uh, of a racetrack derby week or something. These are serious uh, people that investigate international crimes and things. And they have been involved. I know the Jockey Club put that out in their statement. Yes. That, that they've been involved, uh, and what they did was they found activities uh, that um, they then turned over to the FBI, and the FBI took it from there. I think. Wow. I mean, what a day! I don't, I don't even do know what to say. Think, do you think that if we, if the FBI hadn't stepped in, we would still be doing something like this? Would row horse racing be? regulating itself so publicly if the FBI hadn't stepped in? If the FBI hadn't stepped in, we, we'd be, we'd be, you know, kissing up to uh, Jason's service and saying how wonderful he is. Right. For winning a $20 million race. Yeah. And yeah. working horses and, really slowly. You know, I mean, I, I just want to say one thing here about, about that. You know, these, these owners that, that say they're shocked and, you know, give me a break. Um, they look, they look for, they look for the highest percentage trainers they can find. Um, some of these, some of these things are probably some of the costs of these things. And there was a, in the indictment said that, uh, Navarro, uh, spent tens of thousands of dollars over a, I think 18 month period for some of these substances. They probably, the trainers may have absorbed the cost because it's worth it. You know, this sure. is a multi, you know, this is a multi, multi-million dollar game and, um, you know, the next, you know, some of these trainers, you know, cry all the way to the bank, but, um, the, the, you know, the, this is, a uh, the owner, the owners are, the owners are to blame, uh, the racetracks that are looking the other way are to blame, you know, this is an indictment, not of just 27 people, but really of an entire industry. Ray, thank you very, very much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. I know how busy you are today and I know, uh, you had to get caught up. So, uh, Go get it done. Keep up the uh, reporting. We will tune into the PollockReport.com for more uh, information about these stories. And, and you can always write in to Ray. I know he likes to all the comments on your site, Ray. Correct? You can do that. And if you have information, uh, my, my phone number is on the site, too. So we're, we're always looking for, for, for tips on uh, what's going on in the industry. Fantastic, Ray. Much appreciated. Thank Thanks you, for the Ray. time. Take care, guys. All right. That's Ray Pollock joining us on the Ray on the uh, oh on the Ray Pollock show. Is it now the Ray Pollock <laughs> show? It's the Horse Ownership Experience. We're going to be right back uh, with more. 
Come join us at Santa Anita for exciting live thoroughbred action from now until June 21st. And with our new Ultimate Fan Experience, you can get immersed in Santa Anita like never before. Your Ultimate Experience package includes a meet and greet with a trainer at their barn in the morning, breakfast at Clocker's Corner, a box for the day, and an afternoon tour including visiting track announcer Frank Miramati in the announcer's booth. For upcoming events, guarantees, and everything that's happening at the Great Race Place, visit SantaAnita.com slash events. And we're back on the Horse Ownership Experience. We have a special Monday show today with everything that went on in the industry this morning. The indictment of 27 people, including trainers Jason Service and George Navarro. Michelle, eh. I mean, I, I thanks to Ray uh, Pollock for coming on and shedding some light. Um, wanted to also have a lawyer on too, and I'm working on that for maybe another day this week because I think people want to hear about this. People want to know, you know, what's going on. And you have you just asked me a question when we were off the air. Uh, go ahead and ask it on. Who's more at fault? Not more at fault, but like kind of more at fault. Like, is it the trainer or is it the vet that's willing to do this? Because Trainers are not allowed to walk in and inject their own horses, right? At least but at that's Santa, what they were know, doing. They have a lot of scrutiny. Well, I mean, I think he was probably giving a lot of it orally, but they're also at a training center, and I don't know what kind of scrutiny they have. So supposedly, you know, you're not I supposed to, but Michelle, what they I... have done is they have used a veterinarian to administer this and to falsify their confidential records. And that's the so, most important thing that you just said. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not 100% sure, Michelle, that everything um, uh, is quote-unquote illegal for example that um hold on i'm looking at my notes right now sgf 1000 yeah the sgf 1000 um you know it so is an, it is it's a an misbranded off, and yeah. adulterated ped yeah i'm not i don't i don't know about that i i don't i don't exactly know i i went on the website it's on the website it's i, I read about it and you know i i think it was more the way that they were being that they were treating it. So giving it, uh, injecting it on race day, things like that, um, mm -hmm. falsifying vet records. That is that uh, it's criminal. Um, mm -hmm. And you know the stuff Navarro was doing to me and reading that and to talking to people today seemed uh, far superior in criminality than actually what Service was doing. If you had to compare them, now they're both awful. Right. Because Michelle, here's the thing. When we were talking to Ray Pollock, you brought up uh, doping in athletes, human athletes. The human athletes know what's going on. Because I want people to be clear. If they're not horse racing fans, this is not exclusive to horse racing. This no, is absolutely. thing that goes across humans. I know a couple of years back at one of the biggest events in polo, they had made artificial adrenaline for their polo ponies. And it botched a batch and it killed like 25 polo ponies on the polo field. Right. So like, but here's it my goes point. across in multiple sports. Right. But here's my point. And here's what made me the sickest this morning. You know, reading about XY Jet and reading about, there's a quote, um, that one of the veterinarians on the wiretap said something like, you know how many horses he's killed, meaning Navarro, and that I've had to cover up for. Did you read that? Yes. I mean, I that, that, that just sent my stomach into convulsions. It was, it was disgusting. And the fact that, you know, we've had the fact that we've been on the show talking about, you know, chance a lot and we've been talking and we talked about sharp Azteca, you know, we've been doing this show for five years and we've talked about Jason service and maximum security. And it's just like, I, I feel like it's just a giant fraud. 
that's what like I think that's what the problem I have, and that's why I talked about to Ray about um, trust and bringing back trust. Something must be done now. I thought Ray's point was right on the money that if if we survive this, right? Mm-hmm. If we survive this, not that this is just we're just moving forward, and this is to me this is this is a massively dark day. I have felt terrible all day. I have felt terrible what these people have done to the horses that we love. And I know you do too. And I know how passionate you are and how you take care of your horses. And, and, and um, this is your life. This is my life. And the fact that these two and these other 25, and there's going to be more. There will be more. I don't know who they are, but there will be more. Um, have really painted... Uh, even a darker cloud than what we went through with the with the Santa Anita thing uh, last year. I think the Santa Anita thing can be explained. I think we've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, I think there were a lot of factors into that. This is people. This is people purposely doing illegal things to the horses, and that's not okay. So the blood horse has now posted the mystery of SGF one thousand. Um, talking yep. about what it is because it is referred to as misbranded and unadulterated uh, performance-enhancing drug. And they want to clarify that, that it is called that because it does not have resequent approval for use in an animal by the U.S. FDA, the Food and Drug Correct. Administration. So you heard Ray talk about some of the compound laboratories. Um, what compound laboratories do is they make a substance that is the same but it's not you know the name brand per se so if you couldn't afford to have tylenol the compound lab could make you not name brand tylenol made up of the same ingredients uh, organic ingredients right and then they just give it to you so if you're looking at something that has to be usda food and drug um approved then your off label would not be approved so they are taking this uh, SGF 1000 and it says it promotes itself as the provider of an all natural drug free product and lab services designed to optimize the overall health performance of horses Um, but it was made at an unregistered facility sure and that on the original product there were um, anaphylactic reactions in horses and um, reporting of death of horses overseas. So, and I guess that there was a notice along with it that says that there has been a counterfeit version being made in circulation and that the, the counterfeit product, which they've dubbed SGF 5000, is not sterile and not manufactured at accredited facilities. And that could be, you know, what was what was in the mix because yeah, it's right. kind of like if yeah, if you know you can take Tylenol and you're good taking Tylenol, but you can't afford it, and someone makes you Tylenol, you know, you're just not sure how safe that Tylenol is. So right. they might have been giving something that, in itself, might not have been illegal, except that we have to have things medicinally approved. It's like you can't go to Mexico and make your own Tylenol and bring it back here, right? Like, right. no, that makes sense, Michelle. But the, what bottom line is why? What are they doing? Like, what are these guys doing and what were they thinking? Did they just think they were just going consti- to – that they're just constantly going to get away with it? Well, I mean, maybe if they are not as uh, 
Do you remember like when Detro got like annihilated because he didn't know what Windstraw was and he was like, I know it makes them eat up clean up their feed tub, right? Yep. When big okay, that was like a big ordeal that like, oh my I mean, gosh, that was he doesn't Rick. Know. That was also his personality. He did know. Right. But I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? Right. Just because. Okay. So maybe they're le- someone sold them on this, right? Hey, it's an all natural product. Um, you know, you you can find it in the in nature. It's nothing illegal in there, but it's gonna help you um, you know, regenerate your liver. It's gonna work like a blood booster. I mean, there's all this stuff, right? So like the broke down ingredients are polypeptide regulators and uh, amino acids and all this stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they weren't necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm injecting something negative. I'm using right. something natural, right? How we're in this mindset nowadays of natural, natural and organic. organic. Right. 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 Um, no, there, there is a, a, a root called devil's claw. And it, if you mash it up and use it, it has the exact same properties as um, an, an insane. So like some people before were giving that like on race day, we're not supposed to because you couldn't give butte or banamine, but you could give this because it was an all natural ingredient. Right. Well, now, you know, that as we find that stuff out and we're able to, you know, put it in the testing and everything, it's like you can't give that. And the argument is, oh, it's an all natural, you know, naturally occurring product, but Still, if it has a side effect like that, we have to be careful. Right. So I, I don't think, look, I'm, it's very black on the wall right now, right? But like I've talked to Jorge. I've been around him when he's been around his horses. Jorge does love horses. Like, you know, he's not a guy that doesn't care about horses at all. I mean, I don't think he would inject necessarily like true poison into his horses. So maybe. Well, then why are they dying? Are, I, well, Obviously, if you read down here and it says like, look, because someone's making it in a backyard. So, well, but that's if it's not, not made that's in not a the sterile SGF facility. 1000. That's the he was talking. I mean, you read through that indictment. Mm-hmm. Um, there was. Um, but you don't know if you're names. buying, you know, if, if these guys look at they're like trying to buy it off like the black market kind of. Right. Like, yeah. h- how are you sure what you're getting? Beggars can't be choosers. How many, how right? many, how many people, how many trainers do you think are doing things similar to Navarro and uh, service? I think I'm just really naive then, Billy, because I honestly didn't think that it was anything like this. I, I didn't either. I mean, people have like, asked me for years you- and let me, <laughs> let me say something. Let me tell you something. You know, if you follow Twitter at all and you have all these guys with all these conspiracy theories and they show you know, uh, racing right. forms, uh, PPs of service horses that he claims he moves them up, but then they get claimed and they don't do anything. And I just, I, I felt the same way, Michelle. I, I, I think I was naive too. And I, I don't, I don't want to admit it, but it's true. I, I just, I, when people ask me, Oh, or is it in the up and up and all these guys are in the up and up. And I'd say like, yeah, I don't know how they would do it because of the, our right. testing. And I think that's what fails. A lot of us is this, uh, underlying trust that our testing was good and we tested these horses because i would see them go to the barn and get tested mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and and the but the fact is that when you read this stuff and you read these this indictment and i believe me anybody out there who has not read this who is a horse racing fan go read this thing it, it it's it's wild um 
the but I, I guess what I'm saying is our testing failed us, and that's what I was trying to tell Ray. It, it failed us, and they they the drugs kept it did, it coming. Didn't fail us. Well, it if did because it wasn't. If you didn't know about it, it. right? It. Right. I understand that. But then, how do we get it better? How do we? I'm just. We've been pressing and we've been yelling and screaming at the top of our lungs. It's soapbox Billy time, Michelle, for this national body uh, that is the same everywhere. California, Kentucky, New York, Florida, Ohio, whatever else, wherever else we run horses, there needs to be one place that is the all saying and all knowing and, and the regulator and the and and the people who make these rules the same everywhere. We cannot in California play on a different playing field than they play in Kentucky. You can't have a hundred yard football field when the Rams play at, in L.A. and and go play against the uh, Green Bay Packers in Wisconsin on a forty yard field. It doesn't work. It's one sport. The rules need to be the same, and that's where we're heading. And good for California. You know, everybody was bashing was California. That. Everyone's bashing California and, oh, they're doing this and they're being so strict and they're doing this. Well, look at this. Look at what happened today. It's like, wake up. You know what? Wake up. Follow our lead in California. Get together and make it stricter on these horsemen so we don't have these fucking cheaters. Well, you know, the, the disappointing part is like here we ha- like every every stall has a camera, right? So we can check, we can watch all day long. You hopefully wouldn't see a trainer here walking into the stall with like a needle and syringe, right? But the fact that there's all these vets that are involved in it makes it like, okay, well, your vet is allowed to come in and do something. So, you know, if you if there's an unsavory vet, how do you that out unless it's something like this yeah interesting tweet from graham motion today and graham is always you know he's very smart um and he's very well read uh we need the horse racing integrity act we are not capable of policing our own sport we need better security this should never have been allowed to have happened the sooner we stop worrying about filling as many races in a day as we can and concentrate on improving our sport the better that's pretty good um Graham's a great guy. Yeah. Graham has been very vocal about everything that he believes in yep. and doesn't believe in and uses and doesn't use. Um, during the time frame of the accusations, by the way, so 2018 through today, um, Jason Service does not have a single failed post-race drug test. Um, in the same, in a similar time frame for Navarro, which is January of 2017 through January of 2020, he only has one failed drug test. Amazing. Yet the FBI found it. All right. All right, Michelle, listen, I think we've, we came on today. We wanted to do a special pod. We have so much to cover. We're going to pick this up. Um, why don't we take a break? And and you want to just uh, go over kind of the big races that happened this weekend, so we can get we that. We can. We can. I do want to talk way. quick about some of the the owners, though. Okay. Let's take. This is the owner show, right? This is the owner show. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast Grade One winner by Pioneer of the Nile. 
Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. All right, we're back on the horse ownership experience. This has been a, uh, a crazy show. Uh, we had Ray, Ray Pollock come on and talk about what happened this morning with the indictment of 27 people, including trainers uh, Jason Service and Jorge Navarro. Uh, Michelle, you wanted to talk about some of the owners. Uh, I, I see on social media some people just kind of annihilating the owners along with the 27 indicted and I don't feel like that's fair um you know some owners are very involved and yes I'm there might be an owner or two that knows what's going on right I would not say that is the majority case for all the owners in fact I spoke to an owner this morning and this owner in particular was devastated blindsided does not know what to do had immediately uh gotten vans down to get the horses out of that care to bring them back home and make sure they're okay. I mean, doesn't know where to go from here. And speaking with this owner, I can, you know, tell you this is completely um, genuine. This is not like a front. They're not pretending. So um, I just, I don't think it's fair for people to just assume that an owner, oh, well, you know, you set the horse to Jorge Navarro, you got to know what you were getting. I don't think that's necessarily the case. You know, Michelle, it's a good point. I, I, I air with you now. And when I said that to Ray Pollock earlier in the show, uh, he kind of jumped on me a little bit. But I, I don't. I think you're right. Um, do I think the the Wests necessarily knew uh, what Jason Service was doing? I, I don't know. I well, how do I know? I mean, there the the obviously there's wiretapping going on. So if it, if it, there was, it would come out right because there was an mm-hmm. owner. Um, that has yet to be named, and I think people kind of know who it probably is um, in the indictment that was talking with uh, Navarro and his team. Um, so I think you're right. Some do, some didn't. The ones who do, I would say most should, should, don't. I think the ones who do should should uh, come under penalty as well, mm-hmm. especially on those wiretaps. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I don't know. I've had a headache all day, Michelle. Anyway. Right. All right. Have we have we talked enough about this? Have we put this to bed? Do you think we should get a vet on next week? Not necessarily. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Unless anyone has a question about it. But... Yeah, if you do, t- um, tweet at Own a Horse. We'll put this up. Uh, we're going to put this up tonight. Michelle will get this up and uh, tweet about it. And if you want to listen to Ray Pollock and, and myself and Michelle talk about the indictment uh, for doping. Billy, I never thought I'd do? say that. What would you do? If what? If it came out that uh, Richie Baltus is doping his horses. That's you have a lot of horses with, move right? My, move like, my what horses. What would you do? What's the first thing that you would do? Well, first thing I would find out from, I would do my due diligence. Right. At that point, I would probably move the horses. I mean, what else is there to do? Like, I mean, I just, it's like, it's so 
shocking. You have to. The you way have it to. Went down. I, I know, and uh, you have to respect the people. Like I just read a tweet um, from Michael Dub. Listen, this all happened this morning. Oh, did he answer? No, he just said. He just said. Um, what did I just read? Uh, okay, there's there's three big owners that are like. Here's kind one: of owners there, who right? have horses based in New York with trainers Jason Service and Mike Tenzer will have to make arrangements, move their stock to the other trainers and wake of the indictments handed down Monday. That's though that was a while ago. I, I I dubbed. I read something that he said. You know, he needs to process it. This is not like. <laughs> this is not something that you could just go instant. Oh, here's what I'm doing. It's not like you, they had planned for this, right. right? And I feel the same way. I don't think you. Listen, you you know this better than anybody. You have relationships with these people too. So, you know, right. firing someone like Richie or Phil or anybody that you work with that is really close to you, it's very difficult. Um it's not it's and come it, on, these are big these are big good owners. You think they would be with someone that they thought were abusing the horses? Like Absolutely not. I just want to I, I that's why I don't want to get a bunch of ads saying like, "Oh, you're standing up for horse killers." Like you, I, I just sat next to Jason Service for 45 minutes in Saudi. Yeah. He never once came across to me like someone that wanted his horses to die. Of course not. Right? Like, right. But it, but at the same time, here's Mike Dub. I found the quote. Bill Finley actually tweeted okay. it. Um, it says, one of Service's more prominent owners. I am trying to process it all. I need to understand it better before I make any comment. I will. I am trying to understand it before I say anything. So... Okay. I, I I I respect that. I mean, I just give a guy give the guy a break. Okay. I mean, and if then the happens... other owner that would be very big, obviously, are Gary and Mary West, and now Coolmore because Coolmore just bought into Maximum Security, right? Right. Absolutely. And also Rockingham Ranch. Well, yeah, I'd be interested to hear from Rockingham Ranch. We had Gary Hartunian was one of our first guests uh, ever on our show, um, and uh, he's involved in this. There's no no ifs ands or buts. So, um, I don't know, Michelle. I really don't. I, 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 I think, sad. I think I'd do the same thing. I think I'd, I'd, I'd take it all in and then make a decision that, that we thought, you remember we represent a lot of people as well. So, um, and everyone has different opinions and every case is different. So I think mm-hmm. you need to make sure you do your due diligence um, take a deep breath, figure out what you're going to do. But if I had horses with, if this came out and I had horses with George Navarro, which we don't, um, those horses would be moved immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the other owner was doing, I wouldn't have to think about that one. Right. Because what that was doing. And, and I think Ray Pollock put it, brought up a very good point as well. When he said that this is the FBI, this is the, you know, this is to, to steal a quote from the town. This is the no fucking around crew, Right. This is uh, their their conviction rate is in, incredible. Uh, so th- this is not like we think this was happening, right? Um, but we've talked long enough, Michelle. You're the best. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna call it a day. We're gonna put this podcast up tonight. We're gonna regroup and we're gonna talk tomorrow about everything that went down this weekend that was good in horse racing. All the races, oh, good. We need everything. Some good. We're going to do a good, we're going to do a positive horse ownership experience tomorrow. We're going to get this up Which tonight. Which is what our, our main objective. That's our main objective. But we felt like we needed to, I, I felt like we needed to talk about this. I know. Billy felt like we needed to talk about this. I like to put my head in the sand and ignore all negative. <laughs> no, you do. That's why you're the best. Um, thanks to, like, uh, no, 
Thanks oh. to TaylorMade and to Santa Anita and to Del Mar for allowing us to do this show. And for everybody who's downloading and listening, really appreciate it. Um, any questions at, um, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U, at Own a Horse. Um, and we will talk more tomorrow. And we'll put up a whole pod on all the big races uh, that definitely had some Kentucky Derby ramifications. Can I, can I read you one quote? Sure. Uh, the TDN spoke with Rick Arthur, who is the CHRB's uh, lead veterinarian. And they said, what are your main takeaways? And he said, the indictment demonstrates a point I've been making for years. The best anti-doping technique I have seen in the last 10 years in horse racing are the Santa Anita video surveillance cameras. There is nothing here that I can see that would be, would have been detected by drug testing. This was all by investigation. It's the same thing that happened to Lance Armstrong. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Okay, we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Medallia Doro's most accomplished son in the world. Medallia Doro's only grade one winner on dirt and turf. Medallia Doro's fastest dirt miler, M. Shawish. M. Shawish, the winner of the Don Handicap. A five-time graded stakes winner with seven consecutive triple-digit buyers. M. Shawish, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first two-year-olds this year.